Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Berry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Jeff Quinto. And I'm Pat Berry. Jeff and I get together from time to time and talk about the most important thing in our lives, which is our walk with Jesus Christ. Today, we are talking about judgment. Before I started thinking about this, I would say, I don't judge people. However, after really looking at this and considering, that really isn't true. So let's start with a, I know, I know, I know. I, I have to admit, it's not a pleasant thing, but it's true. So let's start with the definition of judgment. I went to Webster's Dictionary, and judgment is defined as being the process of forming an opinion or evaluation by discerning and comparing, or an opinion or estimate so formed. Yeah, so that's judgment. That's the way Webster's tells us that judgment is. But the way I heard about judgment was from my mother. And my mother used to say to me over and over again, judge not lest ye be judged. Now, I didn't realize till much later in life that judge not lest ye be judged is actually scripture. It's Matthew 7, 1. I didn't know that. And as a matter of fact, my birth verse, I've decided, is Matthew 7, 1. Judge not lest ye be judged, because it's been a problem for me my whole life that I've been somebody who's been judging people and not even realizing there's anything wrong with it, actually, but wasting so much time judging other people. And we're going to talk about that, but let's start by talking about one of the best examples of judging other people, which is from... Luke, the 18th chapter. Pat, would you read that for us? Yes. For those of you who may recognize it, if not, this is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. To some who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector, fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven. He beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Wow. Now that's just the opposite of what you'd think, isn't it? It is. It ends with this beautiful line that says, all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Here you have the Pharisee. Now he is the perfect religious person. He is doing everything in his life exactly right to the, every jot and tittle. He's tithing, he's fasting, he's doing everything that he's supposed to do. And he looks at this humble tax collector and says, oh, am I so happy I'm not him. Isn't that exactly what we do? All the time. And, you know, this is why in taking a second look at it, I said, I do judge. Because when I think about judgment originally, just on, on the surface, I'm thinking, you know, judging people that do bad things or big things. And really, that's not it. It's little things. It's just like this. Oh, thank God I'm not that person. Thank God I don't do that. Don't have to worry about this. Thanks, God, not worrying about that. When all the time, you know what? I am no better than anyone else because we're all sinners. We are all in need of redemption. To God, sin is sin is sin. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter who you are. At every level, it is sin. So just because 
I'm not saying that, you know, hey, if you have uh, if you have a problem with alcohol or drugs, brother, you know, hey, we can we can help you out. I'm not I'm not judging that. That's kind of in my mind. Oh, I'm not judging the big things. No, I'm just judging a hundred little things all the time. <laughs> it's the truth. And you know the the basis of it, we start with this beautiful scripture here. This 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 is the why Jesus told this, is because it works so perfectly and it looks at us in a way that's honest and pure. And, and here we have the Pharisee. I'm the Pharisee. I look at other people and I say, oh, I'm glad I'm not like that. You know, I don't do this. I, I, don't, I don't drink to excess. I don't use drugs. I don't do this. I don't steal. I don't do this. What we're really doing is lifting up ourselves. We're lifting up ourselves at the expense of someone else. There's nothing good in that, is there? No, there isn't. It just makes us feel better. But then it, what it does is it becomes difficult then to actually help other people. Absolutely, because we start from a basis of, oh, I'm better than this person. Ha ha, guess what? They've got this problem and that problem, not me. And as you pointed out a minute ago, you know, as we're looking at this, the real sin in it isn't this giant thing generally. It's these little things, these little things that we judge other people in ways that we couldn't overcome even ourselves. And so this judgment is a big problem. This It's a matter of pride, isn't it? We build up our pride and we put down someone else. And it goes back to this where Jesus says, those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted exactly the opposite of the world absolutely you know that was satan's first sin was the sin of pride he was going to live lift his kingdom above god's could you imagine that conversation but it is in all of us to be prideful and how often does it happen in your life jeff i know it happens in mine again we think well you know i'm not like that well actually i am because I can't tell you how many times I have said, oh, that's okay, God, I've got this, right? Yeah. I've got this. I can handle this on my own. I don't need anybody's help. I don't need anyone's guidance. I can handle this on my own. Yeah, and that's not so easy, is it? No. We have this great grace that comes to us, and we can ask God for help, but we don't do it because we got everything covered. As you said, I got this handled. Yes, we do. So when we're looking to try to help somebody else through this, so that's what that's what this really is about is as we walk through our lives, our commission is to take the gospel and spread it to others. Well, when we're constantly sitting in judgment of others, it becomes difficult to do so. Absolutely. It becomes difficult. It becomes impossible because we aren't a good example. When we're judging people, we can't be a good example. We're not meant to be judges. Going back here, do not judge or you will, you too will be judged. Judge not lest ye be judged. fact is we're not meant to be judges. We're meant to be God's hands and voice and feet in this world, but we're not meant to be judges. And yet we come back to that. We are judgmental by our nature, aren't we? Yes, we are. It's kind of who we are. We need to move away from that, not being judgmental, but trying to be helpful in every way and also to be an example in the world. We're meant to be an example. We're not, we're not meant to call people out when they do something wrong because we've got plenty of things that we do wrong. You know, there's this beautiful scripture that says, you know, you tell me to take the speck out of my eye when you've got a log in your eye, which sounds almost silly, doesn't it? But isn't that the way we live our lives? We're able to point out the smallest thing wrong with other people and judge them, but the big things wrong with us, we don't even notice. You are correct. So our commission is to help other people. Certainly. So I guess the question becomes, how do we help other people without coming off as judgy? Yeah. And 
when you look in scripture, it says over and over again, when you're supposed to help people, you're supposed to make a defense of your faith, you're supposed to do it with gentleness and love. But see, what happens is when we go to help somebody, I, I use help in quotes, we go to, to teach them or whatever, we come with this edge on us. And we're not meant to do that. We're meant to come in love. And the first thing to do, I think, in this is you have to pray about it which of course we don't do, right? If we go to help somebody, we race on in and we're gonna show them how to improve their lives. When in fact, what we should have done instead, and I'm, I'm saying this to me because this is something that I need to do. And what that is, I need to stop everything and pray about it. Pray about it and take some time and let God tell me what I ought to do. If anything, maybe nothing. Just go on being a good example dealing with other people in love and sincerity. That's what we're supposed to do. I think that's great advice. And it's something that I don't think, I know I don't do. I'm working on having just set aside time. Used to be time in the mornings to pray. Now it's throughout the day as it hits me. Pray about different things. Whatever comes on my heart, just say a quick prayer. And it doesn't have to be five minutes long. Sometimes it's 10 seconds. Sometimes 30 seconds. Sometimes it's a couple minutes. Sometimes it's longer. But whatever comes on my heart to do that uh, and pray, ask for God for guidance, he will give you that guidance. And that is a great point to do this rather than us charging in, even when we are trying to help people, even when we are. And, you know, it's a world full of lost out there. Mm-hmm. And we uh, are among them. And we are we are among them, but we have some knowledge that the world needs. Now, let's find the best way to share that with the world. The best way to share that with them, I can tell you what not to do. From personal experience, you come and tell people what they're doing wrong, that doesn't, that, that, uh, doesn't, get, that doesn't be, get accepted very well. I know, shocking. Yeah. Shocking, isn't it? It is. But if you come alongside and just start asking questions and get to know the person rather than looking down on them, judging them. Thank God he didn't make me that way. Thank God I'm not like that. Yeah. And it starts off by praying about, as you said, you know, Paul said, pray without ceasing. When I heard that, I thought, well, what does he mean by that? You know, pray without ceasing. How are you supposed to do that? And it's exactly like you said, you pray all day. You pray about everything. You, you slow yourself down. You calm your mind. You calm your spirit. And you pray to God to help you in this way, to answer this question, to guide you in a way that you wouldn't have gone otherwise. And then you just wait. You just patiently wait to get an idea of what you really should do as opposed to doing the first thing that you think of doing and bang, you're off and doing it. Absolutely. First time I heard about this, I was in college. There was a young woman who talked about doing that all day. She would pray. Sometimes she's in class and, and the spirit would just hit her and pray. And I have to admit, the first time I heard it, you know, not being judgmental, right? <laughs> I you thought, judged her. <laughs> I, I absolutely did. I thought, she's crazy. <laughs> that sounds crazy to me. What do you mean pray all day? What? 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 Aren't you supposed to pray in s- certain specific times? You know? No, that's not. That can't be. That can't be right. Hmm. No, yeah, we are pray, supposed to be praying. Pray without ceasing. It, it's a real thing. If I'm not attributing this correctly, forgive me, but I believe it was Martin Luther who said if he didn't pray eight hours a day, he couldn't get the things done he needed to get done. Yeah. It, it was something like that. I may be paraphrasing. Yeah, I understand. And that makes sense that he would say something like that, that the prayer came first, right? Right. And you think, well, the prayer can't, you can't spend eight hours praying because how's he ever going to accomplish anything? He said exactly the opposite. He said, unless he prayed for eight hours, he wouldn't have accomplished anything. So it gets back to this thing that's the, the God's world is God's economy is backwards from what we think. It absolutely is. And I think in praying, that will help us 
not only be less judgmental, mm-hmm. because we're able to see the world through the eyes of Jesus Christ, which is actually how you're supposed to view the world. Interestingly enough, if you look through scripture, Jesus was patient with everyone, everyone except the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He, isn't it, isn't it yeah, interesting, interesting isn't it? that he wasn't patient with the people that showed up on every Sabbath, you know? I'm sure that they were wearing their finest and they knew the law inside out and they adhered to every rule that there was about the kosher laws and they did everything by the book, man. They did everything right by the book. Yeah, and they did it wrong, didn't they? They absolutely they did. They didn't have it in their hearts. And he tried to tell them that. And it's what they couldn't accept because they there has to be a catch. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Because Jesus looked at people in such a different way. And he, and he, he helped people, as you pointed out a minute ago, he helped the, the most humble people, the outcasts, just normal people, people at the fringes of society. And the people that were at the, at the pinnacle of society, he called them out for their hypocrisy, for their dishonesty, for all the things that they did, just the opposite of what you would have thought. I can honestly say, I say that prayer quite often to give me the eyes that Jesus had to see people. Admittedly, it's a difficult thing to do, to see them as God sees them, as I think you've put it before, as a uniquely created child of God. Absolutely. When you can do that, when you do do that, when I can do that, everything changes because all of a sudden it's not me. Again, it's again, I'm not saying I got this God. What I'm saying is, God, you, you do this. Yeah. It's an interesting thing that revelation for me was when I realized when I looked at someone, instead of judging them to be whatever, tall, thin, heavy, whatever, ju- just looking at people and consciously saying, there's an image bearer of the living God. And what that did is it short-circuited all this other stuff I have going on, realizing that the most important thing about anybody is exactly that. They're an image bearer of the living God. And God looks at them as a unique person that he loves, no matter who they are no matter where they are from, no matter their background, no matter anything, God looks at this image bearer of the living God with love. And that's what we're meant to do. It is. And the world would be a better place. But in doing this also, I think we have to understand we're kind of going against society and going against just life, life in general, business. And as you live your life, you are assessing every situation you get into. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But you are, at mm-hmm. least I am. I'm assessing the situations of, to, do I want to try to do business with this particular business? Do I want to get in here or in there? Well, that one looks smaller, so I don't think that's worth my time. So I'm going to go over here and, and do this. You're making judgment calls every day when it comes to your life. And that carries over sometimes into the faith. Absolutely. I think we'd all be better off if we slowed everything down and prayed about everything. Like Martin Luther said, eight hours a day, maybe that's what we do. As as you're talking about business, we both have experience as business owners. And one of the things that make you successful as a business owner is the ability to make decisions. Right. And I think really what makes you successful in life is the ability to pause and let God help you make the decisions. Perhaps all the decisions you make, including ones in business, should be tempered by prayer. That to give everything a minute or two, just a, a second or two maybe, maybe longer, just calming yourself down, calming your spirit, and looking at whatever situation is and thinking, you know what? What would God have me do? 
Well, God, give me the direction. If we did that in everything, I think our lives would be so much better and we'd be such a better influence on other people if we didn't feel this need to decide everything right now, to go forward, to barrel forward. And it's, it's just the most natural thing, but it's, it, it's not the right thing, is it? No, it isn't. That's a great piece of advice. Been trying to do that more. But, you know, in, in business, old habits die hard. They do. And I think that what, what happens to us is that we've been rewarded many times for this ability to make decisions and go forward, right? I'm, I boldly go forward. Right. That defines me. What if we changed it? What if we said, no, you know what I'm going to do? Everything, every interaction I have, everything I decide, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to let God help me decide. What if we did that? Would we make better decisions? Would we surprise ourselves with what we decided? If we actually prayed without ceasing, as Paul tells us, would, would our decisions be different? What, importantly, would our lives be different? Most importantly, would our lives and our relationship and people around us, would it be different than what it is if we did that? I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, you know, as as I as I was just thinking about this because I've tried to incorporate this in other mm-hmm. parts of my life, but not so much in the business. Don't know why. Yeah. And like I said, old habits die hard. They do because they just do. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't die. It doesn't mean we shouldn't move on. Because really, that's what we're saying. We're saying, how do you move on from this? Is there a better way? I've done it for for a long time. One way. Is there a better way? And it's not going to be easy, is it? No. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. You see, that's this what this Christianity brings. It brings a new way of looking at things. God empowers us to look at the world in a different way, to look at the world through the lens that the Lord gives us, to look at the world through a lens that includes prayer, that includes stopping things and praying to God, praying to God for help, for discernment, for an idea of which way to go, to the left or the right, what to do. You know, Pat and I are of a firm belief that Christianity, quoting from C.S. Lewis now, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. This is the truth, the basis of everything Pat and I have talked about, actually. If this Christianity is true, there's nothing more important than that. If it's untrue, it doesn't make any difference. But if it is true, it's of infinite importance. He and I believe that it is of infinite importance. It's of infinite importance how we are in the world. And just this talking about judge not lest ye be judged. And we've talked about that. We talked about Jesus' parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector where the, the opposite guy was the hero. And the guy who you would have thought was the one to be exalted was the one that needed to be humbled. That's where we are. We need to change our lives. Not just We're not saying this to you as if you, the listener, should change your life. I don't know. But I can tell you this. I need to change mine. And I think I can speak for you, Pat. You need to change yours. You've just said so. so. Yes. <laughs> so you'll agree with that. That's what we need to do. We need to be better at this life that we're in, this this life that we're living today. We need to be better at it. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for this learning. We, will you teach us? Will you show us? Will you guide us so that we're not judgmental when we look at other people? When we look at other people, would you help us to look at everyone and know that at base, the most important thing about them is that they are an image bearer of you, the living God. Lord, may we do that. May we do that without judgment. May we calm ourselves as we make decisions. May the decisions that we make be tempered by prayer. May we wait for you to give us an idea whether to go to the right or the left. Lord, will you do that? Will you guide us, lead us, and protect us? In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. <laughs>